another episode, number 25 this one is, of this week's Picks Podcast, the podcast for all you streamaholics like us out there. I'm Ryan with my buddy Jason, as always. We're the Hello. guides to the best movies, shows, gems, and other shit for your life and your entertainment. Join us as we navigate all the streaming applications out there, uncover those hidden gems, and recommend your must-watch entertainment. Uh, plus, some weeks we'll have a delightful cocktail recipe, a nice music pick, or a captivating book to check out. But get ready for this week as we check out HBO's original series, because all the laughs, the drama, the suspense, as HBO can only create in their world of endless possibilities and creations. Here we go. It's this week's picks. Another episode of Streaming Delights. Jason, how are we doing, bud? Uh, doing excellent. Excited to talk about uh, HBO shows. Yeah, I mean, I like this theme we brought it up today. I was like, man, there's so many. And we started talking like, there's more than you remember. Oh, so, yeah. I started, um, you know, I, I had a ton in my head. And I, I pulled up a list. I was like, okay, let's go through the ones I've seen. And like, oh, that was HBO. That, that was also HBO. I forgot about that one. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Right. Um, exactly. So many, like, quality ones, too. And there's so Although, many. Yeah, there'd be a part two, three, and four of this, I'm sure. But Yeah. So when we talked about it, it was kind of like, do we? Just do a few. Do we go through all of them and make it yeah. like a four-hour podcast? Yeah. Well, today I think we're going to be focusing a little more on the, like, I don't want to call them B-tier, but the slightly less talked about ones. Yes. Ones. Yes. So yeah. Yeah. I if agree. you're expecting to hear Sopranos at the gate, uh, that's in the future podcast. Or Game of Thrones or, yeah. Yeah, yeah or... Uh, yeah, any of those. Uh, I think this is the gem episode. It's one of those gems episodes where you're like, oh, okay. Like, well, we won't be talking about the Righteous Gemstones because it's a well-known show. We'll be talking about the ones that are down in the hidden depths of HBO. And these are still, at least my my picks are still all, I feel, high, high-caliber shows. But, yes. you know, yes. they just didn't have quite the same cultural following as some of the big ones. Exactly. Um, and exactly. so let's start off, or I'll start off, you know, Mark, yeah. with uh, right. 2017's The Deuce. Okay. So, okay. Uh, I haven't heard hardly anyone talk about this one. <laughs> Have you seen it? I haven't. I know about it roughly, but uh, yeah, that was a far away, man. And that's my point, right? Like, people kind of know of it or kind of saw it on HBO, but they're like, I don't mm-hmm. think I want to watch that. Mm-hmm. Um, it was created by David Simon, uh, the guy from uh, Behind the Wire, and George okay. Pelicanosis, also big wire guy. And, um, has a really large cast, but it primarily feature, uh, centers around James Fank- Franco, who plays twins, and Maggie Gyllenhaal, Ooh, uh, who plays an ambitious former prostitute who works to become an adult filmmaker. So okay. it primarily focuses around the golden age of porn and the legalization and rise of the porn industry in New York City that uh, started in the 1970s. So it's got three seasons, a total of 25 episodes. Um, really kind of a lot of different themes, you know, clearly the porn industry is one of them, mm-hmm. uh, government police corruption, drug epidemic, uh, the real estate booms and busts throughout New York city. Cause you know, Times Square, you see it now with this like giant tourism thing, but it used to be the seedy part of New York. Right. Uh, and so James Franco plays these twin brothers mm-hmm. kind of, uh, eventually becoming fronts for the mob and all sorts of shady stuff. Uh, Maggie Gyllenhaal starts out as a prostitute, but over the seasons uh, transitions into adult actress, and then moves up to producer, director. You know, trying to find her her entrepreneurial spirit. Uh, yeah. Emily Mead 
plays like a young woman fresh off the bus uh, who eventually <laughs> falls into addiction and all sorts of things. Um, light spoilers, but I'm not ruining anything, don't worry. And uh, Gary Carr, you know, if you're familiar with him, plays a controlling pimp. And there's just tons of other. Everyone in the cast is incredible. Um, cool. Just recreates the time period really well. It's great atmosphere. I just, I mean, no surprise from coming from the guys behind the wire, but uh, right. lots of well-written characters, lots of interesting arcs. Like everyone has, not everyone's trending upward. <laughs> you know, some gotcha. trend down, some trend up, some just kind of stay the same. But there's so many different great characters to follow and connect with. And, uh, you know, I, I've seen some arguments that would have made been a little better as a movie because hmm. uh, it does stretch. It is a bit slow at times. Some episodes can really kind of drag on. But um, I don't know. For me, Franco and Gyllenhaal just carried the show for me. I was always okay. a treat when they were on screen. And um, much like The Wire, it was planned. Like they when they started writing it, they planned it for three seasons, okay. uh, which HBO gave them. So yeah, the, nothing gets shortchanged. Nothing, it doesn't lose quality over the seasons, in my opinion. Uh, it wraps up beautifully. Um, I don't know. That's that's the one thing I love about HBO shows, right? It's rare that they just get canceled randomly. Right. You just right. Yeah, you, you really get see the that. full finished picture of somebody's vision. So, well, cool, man. Yeah. So I, you know, with Maggie Gyllenhaal being it, I think it's what's probably always made it in my in my brain going. I need to check that out. You know. Yeah. So it's um, not for everyone. You know, it it is a um hbo show and we all know what that entails <laughs> uh you know following the porn industry through the 70s and 80s right. so you know if not your cup of tea totally understandable but great show uh especially okay. if you enjoyed things like the wire uh, yeah i think you'd enjoy this um you know yeah so it's worth checking out oh man cool i like that pick man i really do um I'll definitely have to, I mean, it's one of those, like I said, it's kind of been on my list. I'm like, uh, yeah, we could uh, definitely check it out because I've always been a big fan of Maggie Gyllenhaal. And, and of course, you know, it's just, it's kind of, got, it's just like one of those in-depth, really well done HBO things. I think, like you said, probably just didn't catch on, right? So. That's but, the thing, right? It just didn't, it's the kind of show that kind of slips through the cracks of a cultural kind of thing. <laughs> right, 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 right. People love gangsters. They don't, they don't really tend to love, well, uh, porn makers as much <laughs> truth truth yeah not something you want to sit down and watch the family usually you know so ah cool man all right well um i'll roll on with the next one if got yep. nothing else uh, i'm gonna go with one i think is probably a hidden gem because i saw it kind of as a suggestion on the app to me for a long time and i started watching this because i needed something on the elliptical Mm -hmm. On the Stairmaster at the gym to pass time, right? So I was like, I'll oh, screw it. I liked Batman the Animated Series. I'll check out Harley Quinn. Wow. So not good. what I expected. <laughs> yeah. Oh, so man. good. Amazingly done, but not what I, I did not expect it to be, I guess, as adult as it is, right? I right from the get go, right? Like the opening scene, the practically. Immediate. Yes. Yes. And they set I, that tone. Oh, yeah. They're <laughs> like, hey, if you're 12 and under expecting for Batman to come on and, and be all fun and games, this is not it, right? Because, I mean, they've got a bunch of animated Batman stuff on there, too. You know, the old movies and old shows. Oh, and stuff yeah. Like that. So I'm like, okay, it just popped in there, right? The DC Universe is on there. 
no, this is absolutely amazing. Uh, Kaylee Cuoco is the voice of Harley Quinn. I think she does a great job. The rest of uh, this amazing voice work throughout the entire cast. Um, I think this is the Harley Quinn, you know, live action solo movie that came out. God bless Margot Robbie. She did what she could, but that movie wasn't great. I think the show is what that movie should have been. Um, but but it, it took what that movie wanted to be right. and ran with it, you know. Right, 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 right. So, but yeah, um, dude, I absolutely, I've loved it. I've watched a season and a half. I need to get back into it. Um, so I haven't finished it yet, um, but it's one of those that like I can enjoy. I can put on. I still kind of put on the stairmaster if it's it's fun to watch, easy to watch. I put it on, you know, in the office, the house, or whatever. Um, but yeah, it's it's fun. Uh, it's it's about you know they're about thirty minute episodes. So it's just like it's, I mean, adult animation. With you know, it's not Rick and Morty and not South Park. It's not funny. It's you know, action. It's it's way more uh, story focused than right. some of those other adult right. based comedy sit animations, right? Like, right. Exactly. Exactly. So, but yeah, man. So I, I've enjoyed it. Um, I think it's a great pick. I don't think I mean everybody I talked to, like yeah, of course you know I know you've seen it. A couple other people, but I see people are like Harley Quinn. No, I watched the kids kids show. I'm like, it's not a kids show. Like, no, no. no. Not at all. So, but yeah, like I said, it's good. It's all, it's really well done. I think there's four seasons now, or something like that. So, um, yeah. But check it out if you if you haven't yet. You enjoy Batman in the DC Universe. Um, yeah. Yeah. Great. Me. Great recommendation. Uh, yeah, I do love it. I still haven't finished the last season, so oh, okay. get back to it eventually. But it it does hold up, at least from what I've seen. Mm. So good stuff. Yeah, man. Yeah. So cool. What's up next for you on HBO's well, wide world of, of stuff? So next up is another, you know what? This one was pretty big at the time, but I don't hear anyone talk about it much anymore. Mm-hmm. Uh, from 2012, uh, The Newsroom. Okay. So yeah. it was created and mostly written by Aaron Sorkin, you know, the mm-hmm. guy behind Social Network, The West Wing, etc. Yeah. Um, it yeah, had. Man, the Legend, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it had, uh, unsurprisingly, it had probably one of the smallest writing staffs of any show, I think, is what I've read. Really? Because he did so much of the writing himself. Hmm. <laughs> um, it had 25 episodes over three seasons. Okay. And it features Jeff Daniels playing real Will McAvoy, an anchor and news editor, playing a kind of toe-the-line guy. And then his uh, ex, Emily Mortimer, comes in and as his executive producer to turn the news broadcast around. And so episodes are built around major news events, uh, all real news events. And, um, you know, it's, um, it's, it's romanticized newsroom for sure. It's not realistic. It's not documentary, but, uh, it is interesting how it follows like real events. And then season Hmm. two kind of deals, gets a little more in depth where it deals with, uh, like a retractions, like what happens if you report something wrong. And then season three really focuses on with a, albeit very critical tone of uh, citizen journalism, you know, just tweeting the news (laughs) and uh, (laughs) also focuses a lot on whistleblowing because it season three ran kind of in parallel with uh, the Edward Snowden stuff. Okay. And um, you know, it features, uh, like I said, Jeff Daniels, He's great. Emily Mortimer was fantastic. John uh, Gallagher Jr. and Allison Pill, you know, the girl in Scott Pilgrim and Devs, etc. 
Okay. And also yeah, yeah. a uh, very big role with uh, Olivia Munn, who big big fan. So it was kind of at the peak of her prowess. She had a uh, she played like an economic economist or something. Okay. Cool. That's uh, a, like a cast. Yeah. Heck, so cast that comes to the show. Amazing cast, amazing scripts, and um, you know, I mean, the one the one caveat to say about it is it's a Sorkin show. So they talk fast and <laughs> they don't stop. Okay. So you you've got to like Sorkin to like this show. So if you watch The West Wing and you were like, nope, and those those fast talking liberals aren't for me, then you know you're not gonna love the show. I mean, granted, he Jeff Daniels and and this show kind of is more of a like a light Republican. Like a, mm-hmm. I don't know, but these days, I mean, that would. Yeah. Hey, we won't get into politics. Well, yeah, let's not go there. Yeah. Long Stay story. Clear. Well, it's a very political show, though. So yeah, right. You, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, if you don't like Sorkin or his views or the way he writes for Jeff Daniels, then you know you're not gonna like this show. And right. but you'll know that by episode one or two. So right. Yeah. Let's try it out, huh? All that being said, it's uh, it's very well done. It's a very good Sorkin show. Well worth watching. Cool. Cool. Have you have you seen it? I have not. I think I've, I've seen the infamous clip from it that circles, oh, you know, with Jeff the, Daniels, yeah. where he goes off on the American student. Country. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So that's from the pilot. So. Oh, really? Okay. That's uh, his first like introduction to things. Awesome. No, I haven't checked it out because I did not know if I would like it because <laughs> I've never seen The West Wing either. So I wasn't yeah. sure it was gonna be a show for me or not, but. Uh, because I didn't want to watch a political show. Um, I try to just, there's enough of that in my life that I just <laughs> deal with it on a TV show sometimes. Yeah. But, you know. I mean, I, I would say it doesn't lean, it kind of balances out the leanings, but, you know, it still pr- puts a lot of theme, those themes in front of you. So you kind of, hmm. you know, you got to be in the mood for it. And you, like I said, you got to be in the mood for some fast talking, right? High minded, verbal, uh, tit for tats you know <laughs> they don't slow down yeah well. no and no character does right like that's the thing it's not like he writes oh one guy talks like that and everyone else is like well i don't know man <laughs> it's <laughs> every character is just uh, v- verbal machine gunning anyway run, so run, uh, run, run, but yeah hit, hit, we're uh, checking out okay at cool. least for an episode or two if you don't yeah. like uh the first two episodes you know, understandable, but really, really well done. Cool. Excellent. Great, great pick, man. It's another one of those gems probably a lot of people haven't seen. So that's yeah. awesome. Um, well, cool. I'm going to roll into one you kind of mentioned your first pick that was the writer and creator, but man, I love The Wire. I love this show. Um, so it's, you know, set in the Baltimore drug scene. It's early 90s. So, you know, of course, the cell phones and the technology is, is dated in this show. But I didn't, it, that didn't lose me. You know, like I thought it might. Because I watched this maybe a couple of years ago for the first time. So, I, I you know, I, and all that datedness didn't really, because I got immersed in the characters and the stories. So they could have set this in the 1800s. I wouldn't have cared. Well, I mean, there was, it was part of the show too, right? Like the technology yeah. was. Right. What right. they had on of hand was part of the show, right? Yeah, exactly. So, 
like going um, from payphones to burners. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they really did. And that was, and it was cool watching the police have to catch up to technology. I thought it was a really neat uh, part of the show. So, um, but uh, again, really well done. I think overall, um, really fun show. Uh, dark, gritty drama, of course, but you, you, you cool because that rotates the story, kind of similar to Game of Thrones, where you see the eyes of the, you know, everything happening through the eyes and lies of both the cops, the drug dealers. And the neighborhoods around them, and the politicians and stuff. So, you know, you see all the side of, the, of, of Baltimore getting through this whole heroin epidemic they're going through, um, and then you know it just and the the flow of season to season is fantastic. That's one thing I, I really liked about it is the flow of the story. I never mm-hmm. got bored. It you know we got slow, but it culminates and hits hard. And when I think about shows that did that really well, that are newer. I thought, man, this is a very much a predecessor to Sons of Anarchy and how that show went. And you were episodes and episodes before a big arc. And even then, you art, you know, you had a storyline from season one that didn't arc till season three. You know, you had smaller arcs and the big one finally lands. And I was like, that's this show is amazing for that. And I think it's four or five seasons long. They and HBO does a great job of not overextending their shows, you know, not running them too long. We're just like, oh, okay, you've you've jumped the shark, right? So, um, I mean, I think well, a, couple, a couple episodes in, I was hooked. Yeah. Well, I think it's a great example of, of what HBO tends to do is they bring in writers who are really known for writing. Like, these guys write novels. And, yeah. I mean, because the, the guy behind The Wire had wrote, uh, shoot, I don't remember offhand now, but he wrote uh, some book about the Baltimore crime stuff. And, That's uh, right. You're right. So yeah. He, he knew in the ins and outs. He had spent years researching already. And he what HBO does is they give like these series to writers and say, okay, tell your story. And okay, what do you want? Four seasons? Cool. We can do that. And then it's not like, Oh, it's doing well. Can we extend it? It's like, Oh, you wanted to wrap this thing up in four seasons. Yeah. Sounds good to us, you know? And that's the thing, right? When they wrote, when they started episode one, they already had the entire show in mind. And um, I don't know. It really shows, right? Where you're not just like, Oh, what do we do next? What's next season? It's like they already knew. They already, yeah, they're already and, on it. And each season too, like follows, like you said, they follow these arcs, but they also um, each season, while the characters kind of go through all the seasons or some of the characters, mm-hmm. uh, the each season kind of follows a theme. You know, one's about like the drugs, and one's about education, and one's about uh, the ports. You know, right? Yeah, they follow like the younger kids and around the politics. Are, yeah. And, it, it kind of each season focuses on one aspect of the, you know, the problems. Right. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. And, uh, I think really it's really impressive. What's, uh, well, I, of course, I looked up trivia on this, you know, because when I was just researching and stuff, and it's like while filming, when the actor Andre Royo was once approached by a Baltimore resident who handed him a package of heroin and said he looks like he needed a fix. <laughs> Royo, Royo calls this his street Oscar. So well, I guess I was so well in character that they thought I needed something. But, uh, but yeah, it, it's fantastic. But I mean, it's you know, it, it opened your eyes to what's going on out there and what was happening in Baltimore at the time. Um, it's kind of crazy stuff, man. You feel for them. Yeah. But I uh, came. Uh, oh God. No, I'm sorry. I'm good. Go. Oh, I just I came across a quote because I, I was looking at doing the show too, but I was like, ah, I don't know. I'll save this one for the like the A yeah. tier. Um, gotcha. <laughs> Gotcha. To yeah. me, it's not a hidden gem. I, it's I have my, made it's my A tier of the week. Yeah, I'll give you that. I have made arguments in the past that 
I think Wire's better than Sopranos. Oh. Now, I know a few people who are already upset hearing that, but uh, I don't know. We we can get into that on the next <laughs> HBO uh, podcast. Another time and another day. Yeah. Uh, but I did run into a quote, uh, and it was from some writers trying to come up with an original show. And they said, we need a, we need a show without a single protagonist where we see an issue from all sides, where everyone can be a hero or a villain from episode to episode, where we focus on their humanity and their lack of humanity. And shit, that's The Wire. I'm pitching The Wire, aren't I? Ah, yeah, nice. Damn, that was a good show. (laughs) I think it sums up the show right so well. There's not a single protagonist. You're, You're following so many different people. You're seeing an issue from so many different angles and sides. People are heroes and villains, depending on which episode you're in. Yeah, and yeah. Um, everyone's yeah. got humanity and complete lack thereof, depending on the situation they're in. And uh, and top tier show. Just if you haven't seen it, just carve carve out some time. Check it out. Yeah, check it out. No, it's a great. Yeah, it's great. I just I can't see enough good. I didn't think I was gonna like it as much as I did, but man. I love it. So that's my eight-year pick of the week, right? We're talking gems, but that's my eight-year pick of the week. But what do you got next for us, man? Next, uh, next up is uh, Boardwalk Empire. Great. So created by Terrace Winter, uh, he was a writer and EP for The Sopranos. Um, it premiered in 2010. It actually had five seasons. Uh, I think 56 episodes in all. And mm-hmm. um, interestingly, the uh, the pilot was directed by Martin Scorsese. It and was, uh, yeah. apparently cost $18 million <laughs> for the first pilot. So um, it's set uh, mostly in Atlantic City yep. uh, during the Prohibition era in the 1920s, uh, starring Steve Buscemi. Um, so it it's a period drama that focuses on Enoch Thompson, who's based on a historical figure, Enoch Johnson, L. Johnson. He was a political figure who rose to prominence and controlled Atlantic City during the Prohibition era. And, um, you know, it's it's Steve Buscemi interacting with all these different historical characters in his personal political life. You know, mobsters, politicians, government, and just the common folk. And uh, then you got the federal government trying to take an interest in bootlegging and all the illegal activities. Uh, mob connections, this like politician living in expensive and lavish lifestyle and then you know in the final season it jumps like quite a few years ahead to a prohibition ending so um yeah i kind of went into it i watched it years ago not knowing like oh show fine and man it just blew me away just another just top tier hbo drama period drama and Steve Buscemi's incredible. So that's the reason I picked it up with Steve Buscemi. I was like, "What's he got going on here?" And I do remember when they first were do, putting it out, saying uh, the pilot's done by Martin Scorsese. I was like, "Okay, so they've got something behind this." So that's that's one of the reasons I picked it up for sure and checked that show out. And it was great. It was so great. Yeah. I mean, it was slow at times, but it was yeah it was fun. That's the thing, right? I mean, you got almost like fifty plus episodes, and that's a lot. Yeah. And at the end of the day, you're watching mostly Steve Buscemi wheel and deal, right? He's yeah. this corrupt politician who loves power. And that show has been done quite a few times, you know, but um, it's just so they do it so well, right? Like, right. And um, 
Steve uh, Buscemi just carries it throughout, and they've got a lot of other great characters in it too, who I don't know or can't remember. But the names, yeah, say I know what you mean. I know what you mean. Yeah, they do. I mean, uh, all all throughout, um, all throughout that I think they do a really great job of that show and the set pieces. That's what they got me about that mm-hmm. show. It's just you, you know, and I, I'm not always the one that looks at cinematography and sets and you know the music and I'm always like, oh, what's the story? What's the story? And I'm like, oh wow, that's that's well done, you know. So it just it it got me. It got it gets you there, puts you there, right? Yeah, it's a great period drama. I mean, that's mm-hmm. that sums it up for me. If you're yep. looking for a nice period drama set in the 20s, uh, or well if you're looking for past, some corrupt yeah. politician stuff, um, <laughs> we good. got the show for you. Uh, yeah. So yeah, if you want 1920s Game of Thrones, there you go. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> a wheeling, dealing, the politics, yeah. violence, uh, sex, uh, violence. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty much. Pretty much. Cool, man. Great. Great pick. Uh, cool. I'm gonna lighten up my next pick. Uh, okay. Off the heavy stuff we've been on, but uh. I'm gonna go with uh, Ballers. That was oh yeah. Um, I of course big fan of the Dwayne the Rock Johnson, so he stars in this, and I didn't know what to expect out of it. Um, but I cannot say enough good things about the show. Ah. It's light. It's light at sometimes. It's fun at sometimes. It does have a little you know drama and heaviness in some, but they did a really great job. I think more more than anything, it's kind of showing you a, a inside look. Um, uh, to the sports world, to the other side of mm-hmm. things, you know, and the wheeling and dealing with, you know, management and getting new deals and trying to stay with the team and trades and working with that. And of course, he's trying to build this as a as a former player himself. He's trying to like become an agent and how he's barred from everything because you've got to be all the right people and all the right moves. And you know, he's building himself up and. It's just, I think, they did a great job with it. Again, another show that they did not overextend. Um, um, so, See, I, so it's been a while since I've seen it, but mm-hmm. if I recall, I was expecting another season to come because it left it very open-ended for me. Did it not? Like, a little bit, yeah. Or am I you, misremembering? You can't, like, yes and no, because they get the NFL, like, you know, NFL franchise thing going. Uh, and all it looks like it, it could have, and like he's, you know, he and his buddy get back together as friends and build a company up. And it, it was kind of open, but I kind of read it more as it was open to the fact that, hey, life is good. Here we go. We're actually setting off. So they kind of left it open. And I think for me, at least, to go, they're happy, all is well. But yeah, you're right. You could have seen another episode. Because uh, that's the thing with most HBO shows for me, is they feel like they wrap up or whatever. And this one, I feel like it was. I liked it. I I enjoyed it. Like yeah. if you want like a sports, an HBO sports comedy, then I I definitely put this on your list. But for me, it it drops down like the B or C tier of HBO shows just because it it did have that feeling to me of it's not like a cohesive package. Like each okay. season kind of felt like, uh, ah, what are we gonna do next? What are we gonna do yeah. next? And then when it ended, I was expecting a sixth season. I thought mm-hmm. it's like okay, we're gonna wrap this up, right? Nope. <laughs> oh, okay. Um, yeah, I think everybody acting it probably got a little big after this show too, because you got John David Washington who's gone on to be in Tenet and mm-hmm. other movies. He's got a new one coming out. I'm pretty excited about. 
Rob Corddry, I think, is one of my favorite parts of, of the oh, show. Hilarious, yeah. The good comedic relief, almost. You know, the comedic buddy. Um, him, like him progress. playing the finance guy, trying to fit in with all the NFL, you know, players. Just right, right. Hilarious. Right. And then I love the, uh, you know, they focus a lot on that kind of uh, what do you do next? Like, okay, you're mm-hmm. in your late, your early thirties, and you're retired. What do you do now? Um, I really enjoyed that with the. Uh, the, what was it? The Omar Miller, I think, yep. is the one that's like, okay, what do I do next? He ends up becoming like a car salesman for a bit. Yeah, yeah. Does that? Um, he's in the, he um, he is you know he he progresses real well. He's like, do I retire? Do I try to trade and point another season? You know, mm-hmm. I'm gonna like, his body take it and so on. So he's got a family and all that going on. So I liked his story arc a lot. Yeah. So I thought because I was thinking. As we were talking about this, I kept thinking of him as an agent. Like I thought Dwayne Johnson went back to try to be an agent, but he was trying to be like a financial advisor, like helping NFL players that's invest right, their yeah. money, right? That's Which right, made yeah. it even more like, I don't know. That's what Rob uh, Cordry came through, just hilarious, right? Because it's not like we're going to get you more money. It's like, hey, we want you to put your money with us. Stop buying this flashy stuff and invest with us. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and I think they build it into an agency, don't they? Something like down the road. Um, right. They build it like into that. like a management company. Yeah, yeah, that's what it is. Yeah, management a sports company. management company. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. A lot of great cameos in it from actual players and stuff like that too. So, mm-hmm. uh, enjoyed that part of it. Um, but yeah, man. So, it's a, it's a fun one. It's a lighter watch, comedic. You know, it's got some good times, fun times in it. So, and that's the thing, right? HBO does have a lot of good like thirty minute comedy shows too that. Uh, kind of elevate the sitcom genre where it, it's a funny show, but it it's more than just laugh tracks and and right, people, right. neighbors busting through the doors. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That's true. Oh man, well, good cool. pick. Anything yeah. else you want to add to it? Ah man, if y'all when you need decompression, watching The Wire or Newsroom, watch Ballers. That's what I'll say. Yeah. It is fun. I, I need to give it a rewatch soon because that's there the thing. Go. It has what five seasons? Yep, yep. So yep. lots Easy to watch there. Background too. If you've watched it once before, put it back. Oh, that's true. A lot of just tune in for the fun moments. Mm-hmm. But all right, excellent, excellent. Well, uh, next up is kind of a comedy. Okay. Uh, so it's more of a black comedy crime drama. Okay. Uh, created from Alex Berg and Bill Hader, so it came out in 2018, and it's the show Barry. So, right. have you seen this one? No, but you've got, you've told me to watch it. Oh, so it's a it's interesting because you know Ballers is primarily a comedy with a little drama and story with it. This mm-hmm. one is primarily like a crime drama, pretty bleak at times, but also incredibly hilarious. But normally in a very dark way. <laughs> so Bill Hader stars as Barry Berkman, a former U.S. Marine who works as a hitman and he travels to Los Angeles to kill a target. Uh, but for some reason, I don't recall why he ends up joining an acting class taught by Henry Winkler. And then he meets an aspiring actress and he starts to question his life path. And then he starts to deal with the different criminal associates like, uh, well, his main guys, I think Steven root is his like agent hitman yeah. agent. And then, the absolute gem of the show for me is Noho Hank, played by Anthony uh, Cargan. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't recall what else he's in right now. Like, um, 
Let's see. Anyway, regardless of that, he is at the absolute star of this show. Just steals every scene he's in. He's this like um, East, Eastern European criminal that has big aspirations and big dreams to be the best criminal in like on uh, in, in LA, you know. And it's just it's such a stark. What's the word I'm looking for? It's just his aspirations. That's the thing, right? Everyone in the show has these big aspirations, yeah. but reality is kind of always in the way, right? Like Sally is this aspiring actress who wants to be this big star, but she's, you know, has all these problems. And Bill Hader doesn't want to be a hitman anymore. He wants to be an actor. <laughs> Noho Hank wants to be the best criminal he can be. It's, just, it's all these amazing characters. And Henry Winkler is incredible. He's oh, this. Right used to be famous actor who now just teaches these acting classes that are questionable value to his students. Um, Stephen Root's awesome. Uh, I think that covers the most of the cast. They have um, quite a few others that could be noted, but I don't have quite time for that. Um, yeah, I. it's hard to get into much more without spoilers. Spoilers, okay. Well, let's leave it then. Bill Hader's just incredible. It it deals with a lot of dark themes like loneliness, guilt, depression. Mm-hmm. Um, but man, it just it it interweaves like uh, these emotional connections and these storylines and these these hilarious funny moments at the most random times. Um, yeah, I so I highly recommend it. Same thing. If you'll know in the first episode if you're in or not. Right. They right. they set the stage. Um, okay. You know if it's for you within thirty minutes, and you know if it's not cool. But if it is, yeah, frankly, if it's show. not, maybe you should cancel your HBO subscription. Right. <laughs> I mean, there's nothing else is for you either, right? Yeah. So. <laughs> well, then again, I guess what's HBO's got all those reality shows now. So now that's Max. It's Max it's got so much other stuff on it, right? You can yeah. watch, you know, season of Naked Attraction or something. Anyhow, sorry. I they're just there for the taxi cab confessions on episodes. I'm, I'm going to go down uh, some weird HBO rants. Of, so we'll just we'll just okay. leave it at that. Let's leave it be. <laughs> leave it be. All right. Well, cool, man. Um, all right. Well, I'm going to go. I think this one, it's maybe a gem. I think it may be not as well known as it should be. Because uh, I don't think you got the publicity that HBO puts on a lot of shows, which is surprising to me as it's starring the great Kate Winslet. Um, but I think it's it's a single season. I don't know if there's gonna be a second one or not. Um, it's another like just downright dirty pop drama. Really, mm-hmm. it's called Mayor of Easttown. Um, I think it's an incredibly written show. Incredibly written. Um, you've got um, Kate who plays mayor in the small town. You know, playing a detective. You know, everybody kind of, it feels like everybody kind of knows, most everybody at least knows her because she's the head detective in town. She's got family problems, you know, and then boom, there's this murder, you know, and it's just like, okay, let's pick up how to do this. It's very procedural um, to a point, but it's got a lot of, a lot of little story stuff in it, a little lot of side stories and great acting through the whole thing. And man, I tell you, um, surprise ending. Like I, how it how it finished up and all that, it it was 
awesome. Fan freaking tastic. And uh, I can't say enough good things about this show. I feel like True Detective kind of this sits in the shadow of that show for some reason, where I think Kate Winslet should get more credit than that. Um, but yeah, um, so it's I would say it's a tier. If you've seen it, you know. But if you haven't seen it, it's a gem. Check it out. Um, and if you like True Detective, you'll like Mayor of Easttown, I think. If you like The Wire, you're going to like Mayor of Easttown. So, yeah, that's fair. For me, it has a chef's kiss rating. That's the rating I'll give it. <laughs> nice. So, yeah. Perfectly seasoned. Yeah, perfectly seasoned. Absolutely hey. wonderful. I wish, I hope it comes back for something another well, season. Well, I don't think it will because it, yeah. it was a limited miniseries. Right. Yeah. Um, okay. So I think it's man, done. Man um, can hope. Man can which, hope. Isn't I? I don't know. It's nice to have something that's done sometimes, right? It is. It is. Uh, it is. It's a nice weekend binger, you know. It's Absolutely. only seven. It's only seven episodes, mm-hmm. and then you're done. Really, I mean, great pick. Top, top, yeah. top, yeah. top mini series there. Top mini series. Absolutely. Absolutely. So but yeah, man, honest, so I don't remember the ending. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. It's, it's been a while since I've seen it. Hmm. You can binge it. You say you can binge it real quick, like so. Um, anyway, that's what I got. But all right, good picks, good picks. Mm-hmm. Anything else for us? Uh, no, that's it for now. I mean, I've got an entire list of like sixty HBO originals here that we're just gonna <laughs> cool. dig at slowly but surely. Yeah, because you yeah. know we we hinted at True Detective and yeah, um, Sopranos right. and some other things, but uh, right. we'll come back around for those. There. Uh, Perfect. We we haven't forgotten them. If you're you're shouting at your yeah, <laughs> your radio, whatever you're listening to on, yeah, yeah, um, yeah of like how could we not talk work. about yeah, you know, insert numerous shows mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. We, we didn't forget about them. Just no. don't have time. Just yeah, don't have time right now for all those. Maybe part two, three, four. We gotta have we gotta figure out how to make this thing go at fifteen hundred episodes, folks. So give us time, you know. So well, they keep making more movies, so we'll, no, we'll be do. fine. They do. You're right. You're right. Uh, all right, folks. <laughs> well, as always, thank you, Jason, for your picks this week and your feedback. Really enjoyed it. Really enjoyed it. Um, makes me want to go watch Start Barry. I need to watch that. And Newsroom, see if I can see if it's good for me or not, because I do love Jeff Daniels. But hey, uh, folks, as always, hit, you know, share this with a friend. If someone else just got a new Mac subscription, needs to know what to watch. Hey, you know something watching a Stairmaster at the gym. Ballers or Harley Quinn? Great for the treadmill. The, oh yeah, the, the gym. those are great, great workout show. shows. Yeah, great workout shows. Twenty thirty minute episodes. By the time you're done sweating and crying, um, boom, the episode's over. You're done. All right. So, Maybe don't watch the Deuce at the gym. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Don't watch the Deuce at the gym, and probably don't watch the Wire at the gym either. Um, but anyway, hey, all right. Do it. Yeah. So, uh, like I said, share it with a friend. Like, subscribe, please. Give us five stars, reviews on iTunes, and. Spotify, wherever else you get your podcast. Um, hit us up on social media. Let us know what you're watching on Twitter at This Week's Picks Pod and TikTok and Instagram at This Week's Picks. And follow us on Patreon at This Week's Picks Pod as well. Um, yeah, so appreciate that. Appreciate y'all's following and the comments we've gotten so far on social media and the replies to my TikTok uh, weekly gambling stuff. Um, speaking of gambling, uh, let's get into what I'm calling this week's parlay puck play because we're in the heat of hockey season. So I am um, got a I got a little parlay that you can take and piece together however you want. Uh, it's got five picks over two days of games, but as always, the gambling. Remember, don't risk it if you don't have it. 
These are not going to pay off your house with sports betting. Uh, I'm going off straight gut, no research. I just feel like these are fun. I said in episodes before, my wife's like, you're only betting $3? Yeah. If you see my TikToks, you see the other day I bet $3.67 on something. Just because, you know. So I'm not I'm not here wagering thousands of dollars. Well, have that pan out. Have that $3 pan out. Uh, one goal. To, one goal short. To lose over. it. One goal short on the over of the Stars-Vegas game. I should have taken the under, but I thought just maybe we'd come out and hammer them. We didn't. But everything else hit. So, hey, what are we going to do? Um but we got to have faith in this one. I have faith in this one. So, hey, what that teaches me is I should shorten my parlays on one leg, always. So, piece this one together. See what you think about it. Don't take all five. You can take pieces or make a bet on the ninth with the picture of the ninth and a bet with the number of tenth as well. So, that's two different parlays. So, let's get into it real quick, all right? For number of ninth's game, I have the Boston Bruins money line, the St. Louis Blues money line, and the Edmonton Oilers money line. They can leave it at that. That's a great three-leg parlay. They're probably favorites all the games are doing. Uh, I think St. Louis is home. Boston's home. Edmonton might be away, so they may get a little you know, plus on that one. Not sure. Uh, number 10th, you can pair this with the ninth games for a long, alone. Florida versus Carolina. I have the over. That over is set at five and a half right now uh, of goals. I think they're going to blow out of the water. Two high-scoring offenses, so it's great. Um for that, and then also had the Vegas under. Vegas is strong defense so far in the season. They're not giving up a lot of goals. So I'm taking that game as the under for the number 10th. So pair those together, piece together, however you want, make your own parlay. But that's a five-legger. I don't know the complete odds on it yet because they haven't come out for the 10th games on the over-under there. So, But should be good. Put five plays together. It's usually always pretty decent odds. Um, so let me know if you make some big winnings off this. Be sure to hit our Patreon up, right? Uh, of course, then we got Nix's pick um, for a NCAA football game on November 11th. I've got UT versus TCU. We're taking that over, 56 and a half. So we'll take the over on that one. Um, so, but yeah, that's all we got in that. Um, hit us up on TikTok. Give me a follow there. Give me a follow on Twitter. Uh, and, uh, yeah, have fun with it. Enjoy yourselves. I may start making some more video, uh, more betting, talk about the bets, a little bit more on TikTok than just posting the photos of my Barstool Sports. Um, hey, shout out to Barstool Sportsbook. They want to sponsor the podcast. Hit me up. Uh, but anyways, guys, appreciate it as always. Jason, appreciate the hard work and the effort this week. Uh, you got anything else for us? Uh, no. Cool. No, let's uh, have a good one. Enjoy the hey, shows. Speaking, speaking of real quick cocktail recipes for HBO Max shows with Dark and Gritty, uh, Whiskey and the Rocks. Uh, yeah, there you go. Oh, Sorry. see, it's. I was gonna leave it alone, but since you brought it up, about halfway through the, but halfway through recording, I thought, man, I wish I would have come up with cocktails to pair with these. Uh, yeah. Because like the Deuce, I think we would have gone with like a Manhattan newsroom oh, yeah. would have been a a dry martini, Probably. Boardwalk Empire, and I don't know. Um, what's like a classic Prohibition cocktail? Oh, oh man, any? I mean, they had an old fashioned. The so old fashioned comes from. So, yeah, there you go. And then so, Barry was going to be Gin Daisy. A Gin Daisy's great Ooh, too. For, yeah, know. maybe some elderflower. Mm-hmm. Um, then Barry was just going to be whiskey. Just whiskey. Right, just whiskey. Just straight neat whiskey. Yeah, cool. Just chug it cool. down. And for parlay putt play, let me just uh, you know we're watching hockey. Uh, Pink Whitney Club Soda. Let's go. So, <laughs> all right, we'll do enjoy. All right, thanks everybody. Cheers. <laughs>